All of these things are happening. They are on illusions. You're not weak. You're not making it up. They are happening. That did happen. <laughs> you know, these things do affect you that other people do. Period. Hard stop. Nothing else to say. Believe that. And know that you are powerful. And that there are opportunities for you to frame some of your action steps as action steps for you outside of what anyone else has done. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guests and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of our expectations and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I'm your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity and a licensed professional counselor in Georgia. Hello and welcome back to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. And this is part two of my conversation with Carlton Mackey, the creator and founder of Black Men Smile and Beautiful in Every Shade. If you have not heard part one, you probably want to go back and listen to that before you hear this one, as it is a continuation of the conversation and I don't want you to get lost. So thank you so much for listening. As always, we're going to go ahead and get into part two of the conversation with Carlton. I'm just a scary cat. Mm. Um, but I won't let that be the final answer. That is in me. That fear is in me. It's, it, it wants to overtake me. But I want to be true to something else. I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want to believe myself to be who I want to believe myself to be. Not, not how I'm acting right now in this moment. Not this fear. I want, I want to be I want to be that dude. I want Carlton Mackey to be that dude, and I know I know I can be, and I see myself as even as even bigger than I'm acting in this moment. So I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be that, and every time I do that, I, my my capacity expands, and that dude who I'm pointing at that I believe in is even bigger. And um, you know I've just grown over time, and now I mean process is less intense. I'm more and more convinced that I am who I. Who I say I am, and that I can be who I say I want to be, and that's just over. You gotta just keep take yeah. making those small victories. You gotta just keep saying yes to yourself, um, and saying yes to that initial, mm. uh, saying yes to the spirit, and honoring and being accountable to that which gave you these perfect visions, these perfect plans, um, and just saying yeah, the more you do that, the 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 more I think mm. uh, you can grow exponentially. And I, I feel. I, I, you know that my inner scary cat is still he's still there but I also I feel colossal I feel like I can do it you know like it doesn't mean that I don't have those moments but I, I just if I believe in it I feel like I can figure out how to buy at this point the biggest thing is 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 trying to is not doing those things because of now that the history of my success, other people have other visions for what I should be doing. And other people also, other people have ideas of what they think. You know what would be good. You What you need to do is, I know you could. And then I start being like, well, that spirit ain't give me that, but that does sound good. You know, like maybe I should. And then, But in my, in my mind, I'm often like, that's not for me. That's not my assignment. That's not for me to do right now. But that also takes a certain, a high level of discernment because there are times when you can jump into stuff that it ain't really. That was someone else's vision. That's something that someone else was too afraid to do, and they trying to get you to do it, and you're claiming that as your own. That ain't it. Ain't you ain't supposed to 
start no TV network. That's some that's somebody else's vision that they want to pawn off on you because they were too afraid to do it. But they saw that you're good at whatever, and they're like, "You should, man. You know, you you should go out there and do it. You you ever that? Now, people don't mean any harm by it, but sometimes mm-hmm. you you take that on and you're like, "Yeah, well, maybe I, but off, uh, maybe I should. But in most cases, when that happens to me, in the back of my mind, I also know that I know when it's not for me, and I have to remind myself. I have to be able to differentiate between the voices. Mm. And I think I can do that more clearly and more effectively now because I I have practices that allow me to sit still and to be able to hear what I'm actually saying and to be able to differentiate all the, the cacophony of all these noises that I'm hearing. And I've incorporated therapy into my lifestyle, which allows me to just tell the truth. And in that, I often realize I'm often able to differentiate between my own BS if I say it all, and, and you know, I say it, and I, and sometimes I'll be in the middle of saying something. And I was like, "Man, you lying to yourself. You are not. A, you ain't even who you think you're fooling." Like, cause and, and and it's good because by now, sometimes my therapist also look at me and just be like, "Hmm, okay." And I'd be like, "She basically be calling. She'd be like, she's basically calling BS on some of the stuff that I say." That's and, a good therapist. And I'm like, <laughs> but she'll never say that. But it's like, I'll hear. That that's not my authentic voice. That's me doing something else. Yeah, and sometimes I'll inflate myself because I'm I'm, I'm actually feeling inferior. But I'll be in there. I remember one time I was going off about something, and I was like, I'm Carlton Mackey. I did it, and it was basically I was trying to make myself feel big because inside I was dealing with all these really, really. I was dealing with some insecurities around mm-hmm. things, but I was able to hear that, like you know. I don't want to deal with insecurity. I, I'd rather talk about some of the things that I know I'm really comfortable. I'm really, you know, well, I did this. I got so and You know, we got 30,000 followers, whatever, whatever it is, right? I'm just throwing it out. And it's like, um, you ain't got to do all that. So, yeah, I'm able, I'm able to differentiate between some of those voices in part because. Man, I can't speak enough on. I think there's this, this common theme of doing the work. Doing. Oh, man, you got to do the work. The inner work. You got to. Being still, knowing what's for you, mm-hmm. you know, that honesty, that that truth work is like such a common theme with this authenticity and being you and connecting to mm-hmm. you, connecting to how you're going to, you know, be out in the world and what mm-hmm. your message is, is you have to do the work. Like, I cannot tell people enough. You have to. You have to. And I, I'm going to tell you one. So in addition to therapy, you know, I talk about these other stillness yeah. practices that allow me to hear and sit still and realize when I'm, you know, talking BS to myself and whenever I'm really prioritizing someone else's voice and their vision over my own. And this other practice is centered around uh, really a series of time I carve out each day to stretch and to just kind of be quiet and and it sounds super it sounds like everything that it is it, i mean it sounds you know yoga heads will be they're gonna jump up and down like see i took but to be honest i didn't come at the i came at it through necessity um you saw me at an yeah. event and i was in the middle of a of a period of my life where i existed in physical pain mm-hmm. non-stop for months it was one of the most difficult times ever um for about six months i have a lower back issue and it, it was aggravated um i was dealing with severe inflammation in my body and um i slipped a disc on my lower back and i just could not get it under control i couldn't walk i couldn't i was walking i, I was walking with a cane 
yeah. in public at events. I had to sit on these certain pillows. I had, to, I mean, I was taking too much drugs um, for to, for pain management, and it, it was like, and they were, you know, you know how the system. They'll keep prescribing you whatever. Um, I was, and it was just nothing was. I couldn't get. I just could not get it under control. I was just. It affected every aspect of my life. Mm. And shout out Yoga Mike. Shout out Sandra Barnhill who put me on to this other therapist who showed me some. Well, I did Reiki for the first time. And she, I, I, did, I don't continue that practice, but essentially what, what I'm getting at is a number of people began introducing me to some physical stretching technique that seemed unusual because I didn't understand the connection between my lower back and keeping my hips growing, hamstring, I, all these different parts that I now stretch. I didn't realize their connection to helping alleviate my lower back pain. But um, it was in the midst of this long period of pain and pain management, which was all medicine-based, that I discovered some stretching. And because I was so physically jacked up, they took it took at least an hour and a half to get through them. But because my ailment lasted so long I had weeks and weeks of trying out I went you know I tried out this stretching stuff it's several weeks before it really started off experiencing the benefits but in that I couldn't do anything I just had to slowly stretch and breathe through the pain mm-hmm. slowly get more and more flexible and it all it always took like an hour and a half and I had to do it every day it almost was like before I could even it, it got to the point where if I didn't do them I couldn't I couldn't have any mobility really so it took an hour and a half every day, and I had to do them. But what I discovered was in that hour and a half, I couldn't do anything else other than just sit on the floor and just stretch. Like that, that well, I couldn't do nothing else. And it has turned into one of the most positive and productive facets of my life right now. Um, I'm so much better, but I still put in an hour doing what I did whenever I was completely jacked up. I do the same stretches to no different. I do the exact same stretches. In part because I think that I want to maintain. I don't want to go back to where I was. Yeah. But I am now. I, I live by the time that I have where you cannot bother me. I cannot. It was like I did it to live. I did it because it was the only way I could live. Mm. But now I do it because it's it helps. It's the only way I want to live. It's It helps me live. It helps me. Like, so, yeah, my stretching time is sacred. And I do it every day still. An hour every day? Every that's, day. That's a huge commitment. That's great. And it just offers me so much. Yeah. Hear what it is that I'm saying that I've been to, that the world has been, eh, forget the world. It allows me to hear what I'm saying that I haven't otherwise given myself space to be able to hear. Or hear what uh, Spirit is saying to me that I've been too distracted to give space to mm-hmm. hear. And um, that's also another part of but I'm, I don't even know if my therapist has been as heavy-handed as, as these are just lessons I've slowly learned. I don't even think she's drilled this down my throat, but um, I find myself now, even as I've done a number of times in this podcast, where I've wanted to fall into these tropes that people say or that I've said myself, but like, you know, the world won't. Yeah, I've spent far too long, and I think people in general spend far too long. We take far too long not not identifying the ways in which we are powerful change agents ourselves mm-hmm. and how when we enact certain things 
that regardless of the truth of what is happening outside of us that's the best way to say because these things are happening people exactly. are abusing us people are saying things people are all of these things are happening they are on illusions you're not we you're not making it up they are happening that did happen <laughs> you know uh, these things do affect you that other people do period hard stop nothing else to say believe that and know that you are powerful and that there are opportunities for you to frame some of your action steps as action steps for you outside of what anyone else has done. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's all I want to say. I was about to fall. I, I can't, I, when I hear myself doing it, I'm so off. You know, to be like, well, you know, the world won't do it and how they. I mean, I agree. Uh, things do happen to us and we do honor them. We do validate and I always validate people's experience and how they impact them and feel them. And, you know, and you, you do feel them because they're very real and you're very mad and you're very frustrated. And But you don't have to live like this. Hmm. It doesn't have to stay this way, that you are powerful enough to make a change or powerful enough to learn how to operate or powerful enough to say something. Well, often people don't because things keep coming at them in that time or in those moments or over these years, they don't feel like it's even possible or even can see a light, like how can I do it? And so then that, well, something's wrong with me. But then if I start feeling something's wrong with me, then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start putting it out mm-hmm. to everybody else because what I'm experiencing is so painful and I don't want to experience it anymore, so I need to push it out somewhere. And that's kind of like how that blame comes can come out towards other people of course not to the people that are abusing us so i think it it is sensitive but i think that when you speak if people understand your intention we have to understand people's intention and listen then it doesn't feel like you're pointing the finger Mm -hmm. you know it you know it's saying yes this happened you also have the power Mm -hmm. so one last thing i have so much good things um (laughs) who you are now Mm -hmm. and who you're becoming and developing has i would think and you can tell me if i'm wrong well let me rephrase this the work that you do with the black men's spa it has an impact Mm -hmm. um and of course you're behind it and whoever you connect with behind it and whoever helps you makes a huge impact in the sense that i remember you know i have the black men make me smile um, mm. sweatshirt thank I had you that. very much and um i wore it and i think yeah it's on my instagram like loud and proud um i actually wore it to a women's event but um and my friend saw it he's a guy and um he sent it to a group of his friends they're in a group and it was on a day that they were having a bad day and they felt like defeated as black men and they, and, and, and in particular, some black women were put, kind of putting them down. And they saw me wearing this T-shirt out at a women's event. And they were like, he was sending me all these texts about their response. <laughs> like, oh, my God, you made my day. Oh, my God, we feel so much better. Thank you so much. Can you tell your friend thank you? Da, 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 da. And so, but had you not made that T-shirt, it was a sweatshirt, it was a sweatshirt, mm. I would not have worn that. And then that would not. So I just want to let you know. Mm. Good, thanks, man. It's, it's so many. It, you don't hear back. Artists, creators, producers don't hear back from people as much as you think. And so I don't, you may not be able to appreciate the how profound it is to hear back. 
the ways that things that you put into the universe are the value that they have to people. And, you know, being um, creators and producers is as exciting as it is um, lonely sometimes and sometimes that loneliness is also a choice I know a lot of inter- a lot of artists like myself are, are surprisingly introverted so it's, it's, we, we say woe is me for the isolation but it's nothing that we want more than to be isolated <laughs> so it's kind of like you know it's a both end but so you're by yourself you're doing this stuff and you're putting it into the world and I mean you may hear back 5% of the time like mm-hmm. so, for example, if I sold a thousand shirts last year, I probably um, heard back, or saw images back, or got stories back from. And these, I'm just making these numbers up. Fifty people, and so you often are like, really? What are the other people? You you think it's like, yeah, you know, nine hundred out of thousand? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You just put it out there, and you just—they're pro- they're rocking it. They're proud. They're telling people, but you don't see it. You don't get any. E- you don't. You don't get emails that are like, "Hey, I just want you to know." You think that? You think my box is full of those? So much so. Have you told me the story you just told me before? No. <laughs> Did you send me an email that said that? No. Did you tag me in a photo that says that this happened? I have so, no, but I tagged you in a photo, but I haven't said a comment. You are absolutely right. And so uh, I'm just, I'm just, That's I'm not, so... I'm, I'm calling you out, but it's in a way to, to yeah. illustrate my point. It's not you meant everything that you said. As far as you're concerned, you're, you're, you're being the biggest ambassador there is in Atlanta for the product. Do I know anything that you just told me? Mm. have no clue this is the first time I'm hearing that not one and you are probably you represent the majority of human beings mm. who consume content that's produced I you know that's just how it is and so um, it is wildly rewarding to hear that the things that you put out there that you went through all the drama that you went through to figure out should I put out a black I'm a I'm black men smile should I put out a women's shirt black men man this ain't it you know all these things that you go through right I don't like these letters the letters on the t-shirt are all caps because my the person who produced my hits they made a mistake it was supposed to be all lowercase so I don't even gonna sell these but I don't want to lose all that money so I just put them out you know what I'm gonna make them $9.99 because if I sell them for 25 people don't even like these big letters you like these big letters Wow. I like the little letters better. You know what? I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just put it out there. Bump it. I'm going to just put it out there and maybe people buy them. And then they, I sell out of them. That's the kind of stuff that happens. You think everything I just told you is a true story. If you're wearing the t-shirt, this is a little drop to whoever's listening who, who sees it. If you're wearing a black man make me smile t-shirt, it's written in all caps. That was a mistake. And I almost and it cost me $400 to make the hits that, end up, that go on the shorts that I end up pressing. I almost threw them in the garbage because I was like, no one's going to like this. It's a mistake. It's all caps. No all of these, way. all of these shirts that say like, and that's what I coca- love about it. Coconut oil and juju, <laughs> and did all those are written in lowercase and they have the and. It's not like I was copying that, but it's just like a motif that's kind of in statement tees. So it's like it should it should be in lowercase. I got it correct for the sweatshirts, but for my t-shirts, which I sell more of than anything, I was like, so I'm gonna. I sat on them for a couple of weeks, and then I was like, let me just try to sell them. Let me just sell them at a, almost a loss, just because I just want to see what they're gonna be. All of these are the things that, that no one no one knows all of these things. So I'm hitting them and I'm sending them out. I'm dang they're paying what you paying oh my to get them out there. And then I you know I'll, I'll get photos back. I will start posting them, but not not to the rate of that they were selling. So I was like, wow, people actually like them. But I was like, people are only liking them because they're nine ninety nine. Because I was just like, let me at least make the money back for the the hits. And 
you know, I learned differently later because I was talking talking to people, and people were like, "Man, I don't. That's what I like about her. I don't care. I just like the statement. I I didn't even know there was a difference. I didn't even know one was all caps and one was all caps. Maybe now that you say it, I do kind of, but." No, I wasn't thinking about the caps. I was exactly. like, it's big and bold, and it, it says what it, I want it to say. Exactly. And what That's I'm saying crazy. is, I'm just saying that the things that we do in our head and that go on behind the scenes, it's two-part. One, you, you, we don't really know. We just look, and we're just like, everything mm-hmm. is, everything that you, I'm over there crip walking and listening to music the whole mm-hmm. time, the, which I am listening to music almost the whole time. <laughs> but it's like, all these things are going on in my head. And, I'm, and, and, and so that that's that, you should know. And the second thing is that I don't know if people understand that their positive feedback and encouragement or their stories or their anecdotes or whatever, when shared how meaningful they are and how infrequent it happens people just assume that everybody likes this so i'm sure you're hearing all the time right no i'm not i'm not i get i get more emails with people saying something about their orders messed up or uh uh when is it gonna get shipped or like um uh, whatever some other some other and i don't get i mean we run a pretty efficient pretty things are good but you are more likely to get someone telling you you did something wrong than you are someone saying, I just want you to know y'all knocked it out the park this time. Those emails don't come. You get one of those for every 10 wow. that something was wrong. People will immediately tell you something wrong. People do not. It's not our natural instinct to take the time mm. to share when something's mm. right, including You're right. our host. You're right. <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And I'm guilty. And uh, you're right, because people don't tell therapists very rarely. People think we hear it all the time, but it's very rare. Probably even less than you. The only reason I know is because you keep coming back. Mm. Yeah, have you I, told you, your therapist that she does I, a good job? Or I, he? <laughs> it's a woman. It's a black woman. Um, have you told her that? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just here's, putting it back because no, 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 I feel no. uncomfortable. No, here's the <laughs> thing. Um, in some ways I have, and in others that probably matter the most, in ways that are that can't be deducted from other actions that basically mean, mm-hmm. but just a flat-out old school, you know what? I want to tell you today at the end of this session that I read... No. Uh, there was one time... When I started laughing because she went kind of hard in the paint. She was she got loud and was saying stuff. It wasn't unprofessional, but it was like, well, what are you? If you don't say what you need, then what are you like? She, it, it was like it, it, she was making a point, but, and she could because of some, something I said beforehand because I was getting loud. And um, and but essentially, at the end of it, I started laughing. I was like, you know what? You was off the chain, but that's exactly what I needed. I was like, that was. I was like, you knocked it out of the park. What you told me back, I was like, yeah, that was, I was like, that was, that was, that was good. Okay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's called a great therapeutic relationship. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's okay. But, but, it, but, so, yeah, but I've been going, I don't know, I've been, I, I was, one of my 2019 highlights, I was doing a, an exercise with my dentist who was, owns this practice. He's a black male dentist. Shout out mm-hmm. um, Dr. Rod Cooper and Bella Dental. He invited several of us back to his practice to write out goals and he was writing out his. And I said one of my highlights was doing an unbroken year of therapy. I go, I did not go longer than two weeks mm-hmm. without 
the entire year. I either went every week or every other week for the entire of 2019. I, there was not, there wasn't like I go once a month. No, I'm in. The, I'm. I've worn down that sofa. Wow. And but in all the times that I've gone, yeah, I've probably said something a direct old school. I appreciate you type sentence twice. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, it's human nature, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you feel though that you are making an impact? With black men smile and the work that you do? I absolutely do. Mm. And um, I'm thoroughly convinced that I am, mainly because of the ways that I can measure how I've changed. I have a much, much more robust understanding and appreciation for black men as a result of doing black men. Really? Oh, for sure. Really? I mean, I've always been a, hey, brother, how you doing type person. But when I tell you I don't miss... I, I see every black man. Like, it almost was like, I see every black person now, like, distinctly. Mm. Living in Atlanta, it's like, black people, you know, niggas walking around. Like, it's just like, you know, it's, it, it, you see the ones you, but in at, from doing Black Men Smile, like, it's like I almost take a personal interest in, like, every black man I see. It's weird. It's like I see them, and it's like I genuinely want good for them. Like I genuinely um, am able to have a better appreciation of the nuances of what people might be going through. I'm much more readily, I much more readily offer myself, offer affirming words in ways that are casual, and you know. I dap up everybody casually just like anybody else, but it's just a, it's a little extra now. Um, I'm less ego-driven among my black male counterparts than I used to. Uh, an unspoken, silent thing that's happening all the time in the black community among black men is we're jockeying for rank silently, always. It's always happening. Don't let nobody tell you that it's not. We're always like, particularly if women are, are, are involved, we're silently, even unconsciously, seeing where and how we might stack up or measure. Mm. And I just, I ain't even mm. thinking about that. Like, like it's not, it's not even a thing. Mm. Uh, it's more, I'm more aware that it is happening when it is happening, and it it happens less. And that is, and we aren't conscious of the ways that we've been programmed to engage with each other. Then we're doomed to just keep carrying out those programs and um, as unflattering as it is to hear myself say what I just said I'm able to say it because I'm aware of the ways that I've been programmed and conditioned to look at with suspicion and and from a perspective of scarcity other people that's what happens whenever you are um, an oppressed group you start looking at you've been trained to you've been systematically trained and conditioned to look at other people as if they are you're naturally in competition with them mm. for the very little resources that are available. I could go down and just talk about exactly how that has happened from the time of our enslavement to now with how we, you know, think we have to approach the job market to certainly um, back to what I was talking about women and relationships, like how, you know, the person, <laughs> it's, it's this scarcity mentality. Like you think that you're in competition with other people. And I just, yeah, I've blackness smile and the love that I have ever increasing for myself and for other brothers just makes me look at them 
not primarily through that lens. It's still at play because, you know, I am a competitor. I, you know, I do. It's like, yeah, I, I, I do want to win, but it's not with the, it's not, I'm not just doing it unconsciously. And it's not, I'm not hunkering down in that form mm-hmm. or in that modality of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're not your competition. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to look at, that doesn't have to drive so many of my decisions. It drives a lot of our decisions. Yeah. Wow. So I, another thing I'll let you know then, because <laughs> I have not told you. Um, I remember when I first saw Black Men Smile. So I'm a sucker for a smile because my dad has this beautiful smile. And so I've always loved his smile. And it's funny, like when I would see pictures of men, particularly black men, and they're like not smiling in these pictures. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't... I, that goes back to what I was just talking about, though. <laughs> if you really think about what I was just talking about, the scarcity, this competition, yeah. this it, it, it's a lot of things. But it is also... Because we, don't, we, don't, we definitely don't... There's a way that we do that among each other too, because yeah. it's it's. I mean, uh, it's deeper than. Yeah. But anyway, yes, please continue. So, I'm telling you, it's attractive, guys. It's like the sexiest thing, black men. Y'all don't smile in your pictures, but it's like the sexiest thing. And when I saw black men smile, I was like, oh hallelujah! Like, oh mm-hmm. my God, these pictures—they're mm-hmm. just so joyous they're Mm -hmm. just so rich and bring me to that time like they connect me like with my dad Mm -hmm. like even your guy out here um on the reception i was like oh my god you got a beautiful smile and he was Mm -hmm. like because he he had a beautiful smile Mm -hmm. like he gave me this beautiful smile and um and so in you creating it it gives me that thing to look at that is just so beautiful and it's just so like warming and like i always wish like more black men would smile, and they are, and so that's the other piece. Look, this is com- like this is you. Look, this, <laughs> you, 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 this is a, a confession Monday. Today's Black Men's Mom Monday. Um, I'm getting all the all the, all the juice. All the juice. Yeah, I'm, I'm spilling too much beans. Your brother's gonna be mad that I'm saying some of the stuff I'm saying. They're gonna be like, man, you giving them that? You telling them too much, man? You gotta tell them the the, the, the internal code. But you said this was about. You know, one of the reasons you do this is to get people to take off their mask and to make that okay and encourage it for other people. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everything that you've, uh, yeah. all the ways that you've affirmed this work. I certainly, uh, yeah, I, I, I am a different person because of doing this work. So I measure my impact in the world, the ways that I'm transformed mm. first. Um, so what do you have to say? to our listeners what's something you want to leave them? you know the theme of the theme of our our entire conversation you know was at least rooted in this idea about being authentic and i guess i would just encourage the listeners to to give themselves the space and accept that they are worthy enough to even figure out what their authentic self is to commit enough to the things that they discover about themselves, commit enough and know that they're worthy enough to um, live in such a way that they demand others to um, honor that and and that they are worthy of the things that they seek for themselves. I think it's been in both of those commitments, both in feeling that I'm worthy of the things that want and desire, as well as living in such a way that I demand other people to honor those commitments that I've made for myself have been have helped me grow 
and um, and it's encouraged me to live more radically free and to lean more so into who I am. I don't think if you don't do that, it's hard to it's hard to be authentically you if you don't feel like you're worthy of all those things that that make you up and that that you desire. And it's hard to be authentically you if you don't if you don't live in such a way that you hold other people accountable for for not honoring what essentially you know we, we could say is, our, is 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 your boundaries how can how can you be authentically yourself when you allow people to do things that you don't value and that aren't in line with with who you are and and, and where you're trying to be so and in most cases i think that when you do that people will surprise you um uh, either they'll show you that they are absolutely not on board and then you'll be able to remove them from your life. Or they'll be like, wow, now that you've shown me, I now know what I need to do. I would just encourage that. I would, I would, I would encourage everyone who's listening to, to carve out time to hear themselves. And I would encourage everyone to find a place, even if it's a closet where only you can hear yourself. Find a place where you can say out loud the things that are true. So you can hear what they sound like. Um, so you can hear what you sound like telling the truth. So you can hear what you sound like saying, I don't like this. I love this. Whether it's happening frequently or infrequently, whether the pe- people in your around you are doing it or not, whether you're doing it or not, but what it is something radical about saying it and hearing it being said from your mouth. I think it, it initiates, it catalyzes a transformation because once it's spoken, you have to face it. Thank you. That's good. Thank you so much. And do you have any resources, any books, anything you've listened to or watched that you want to share that might be helpful for people on this authenticity journey? No, I, I, I think I want to say that most of what you need to hear is already inside of you. I believe in books. I believe in podcasts. I believe in all this stuff. I'm not trying to be like super self-righteous, whatever. But I think to stay in line with what I'm saying and what I just offered as my takeaway, I think the easiest thing for people to do if they're left with tell my authentic voice, hear what I have to say out loud, or listen to what this person has to say for me, people are going to run for that podcast. They're going to want to hear what Les Brown has to say to them and it's much easier to do that. It's much easier to put off saying what you have to say about you, the truth that you don't want anyone to know about you, the admission of the way that you've always been afraid to do so-and-so, the ways that not having this has plagued me and it shapes why I won't do this. You know, we don't want to do that. We want a book or a podcast to tell us what we're supposed to do so that we probably so that we don't have to confront okay. ourselves that's one of the things so for me maybe next time i'll tell you a book this time go in the closet or get a therapist or go in the middle of the woods and talk to the trees but tell the truth painful honest ugly brutal truth and listen closely to what it sounds like okay thank you so last thing where can we shower you with love um <laughs> the most visible expression right now of who I am and how I want to be seen and viewed in the world is through the work that I'm doing with Black Men Smile. Um, it's probably the most comprehensive manifestation of who I am and how I want to be perceived as. I want to be allowed space to be vulnerable. I want to be seen as strong. I want to be able to cry and to smile and to laugh. Um, I want the work that I create to have a place to be shared and for other people to take it away. I want to bring people together 
I want to have tough conversations. And Black Men Smile allows me to do really all of those things. I want to be intimate. I seek intimacy. I want to be have the space to be alone. I want to be valued and appreciated. I want to be nurtured. I want to offer advice. And in many forms, I think Black Men Smile allows all those things to happen. So uh, for me, the place to my biggest offering and the best, best reflection of who I am um, and the place that I would receive everything back um, would be through the work that I'm doing with Black Men Smile. Cool. All right. We'll put all that information in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us on the Authentic Wednesday thank podcast. Thank you so much for having me. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following our Instagram, Authentic Wednesday Podcast, and visiting our website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.